everyone, and welcome or welcome back to the Humbling Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Haley. And I'm Meredith. And today we are going to be doing part two of student responses. Um, This was not supposed to be a two-part episode, but it is now. (laughs) So we kind of had to make a new intro. That's why, well, you've probably seen, you'll see these outfits like three times, but (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we'll just get into it where we left off. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's let's rant about something else. <laughs> For the best. Let's talk about... Okay, so this is a long one. Um, yeah. But the ones after that are just a little bit shocking. So we won't have, like, I feel like as much to talk about. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. It is, it is kind of long. Okay. Long story short, I've been in need of an IEP slash some sort of special education services since I entered that school. Side note, for those of you who don't know, an IEP stands for an Individualized Education Plan, and it's um, a legally binding contract, and it's when you receive special education services. I remember my parents pushed for the school to do the necessary examinations. My first was in second grade, to my recollection. I had been dealing with a lot of behavioral issues and tremendous emotional challenges for as long as I can remember, and the results were deemed quote-unquote normal for not only that test, but a few others. I remember being continuously examined because while the school saw no issue, my parents were insistent that I got the help I needed inside of a school. I can't. I More testing was done, and while noticeable difficulties were presented, I still didn't get the help I needed. When I asked my parents why, they explained that basically the school would not provide me help unless I was academically struggling. I'd always been in fairly good academic standing, so in theory, they wouldn't help me unless I could show that I was essentially failing. By this time, I was in 7th or 8th grade and experiencing severe depression and just an overall mental health decline. I knew I needed the help so bad that I was intentionally failing tests, not passing in homework, and just ultimately forcing the school to take notice of an academic struggle so that I would get help. I received my IEP in 8th grade and was given services and counseling based on my needs. Not guidance counseling, though. LOL. I've always felt guilty for putting myself through that, but the immense hatred I have for the school's lack of care they put into special education and mental health inspires me to share to whoever will listen in hopes that it'll never happen again to anyone else. First off, before we even talk about this, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. For sending that in, because that is deep, that's traumatic, and I'm sorry you had to go through all of that, because like you said... It should not be that hard to get help Mm-mm. to succeed in school if it's quote-unquote equitable, especially. That's what I want to say first. Haley, is there anything you want to start off with right off the bat? I Okay, so reading this, I remember reading it. Um, I think this was like maybe the first response we got, and I was like, yeah. holy crap. Um, <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> and the reason is because, first of all, this isn't something that a lot of people think about unless they go through it and therefore need to like seek out those services or seek out any sort of plan to help them with learning. So for, because I didn't seek that out, this is never something I would think like, I wonder what the process is like, or like how traumatic it can be if like you aren't heard after going through the process and still not fitting their criteria. Not something I would have thought about or something that we've ever discussed or I discussed with anyone. So I really appreciate you sharing that perspective because definitely nothing like I never would have even thought about that unless, well, you wrote it and now, now I have to process it and now everyone else will process it because we're reading it. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome everyone. <laughs> um, but I did. So in the handbook, there is a whole section 
on like special uh, special education needs there's a whole section i skimmed through parts of it i will say it was extremely long i also think um part of the problem i have with the entire uh handbook is that it's so long and that it it doesn't i feel like okay if you're going to make a handbook where you want necessary information to be in it should be something that people feel comfortable and have like people will be able to read fully understand and be able to get the most out of if it's not if something you may deem it to be clear but if it's 15 pages respectfully that's just not that's just not something that a a third grader is going to actually sit down to read with their parents so that they can understand how to go through the necessary steps it's also not something that a parent would necessarily want to have to sift through to read through so that they can get their child help which their child has clearly stated they needed yes i want to add on to this (laughs) wait sorry what no that's just one part of it no no no, okay i wanted i just wanted to add on to that go ahead special education is from my experiences with Mm -hmm. special education and how i understand special education it is not it i mean it favors it favors it favors rich people and i will just say rich people because there's a misdiagnosis and misrepresentation of people of color so i wouldn't say that it favors them because i think it actually does them a disservice it doesn't you know mm-hmm, what i mean like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the reason i would also say it favors them is because parents don't know their rights when it comes to special education services and mm. ieps if you ever have kids and you put them in public schools or you put them anywhere like legally i think even private schools are required to give them ieps i don't know that for a fact but i think so I think, yes, no, you know what it is? Yes, the IDEA law, federal law states that students, like, yes, (laughs) special education services need to be provided for students if they're diagnosed. So even private schools. But parents have so many rights, it's actually insane. They, They don't understand it. And you wouldn't unless you, first of all, know that. And second of all, have a lawyer to explain it. Or you have, like, um a support system to explain it to you. Like, another parent who has a child in special education and knows how many rights that parents have. Parents and Mm -hmm. families have so many rights. It's insane. Like, for example, we were talking about in one of my classes because we were talking about special education and multilingual learners and how there's like the misrepresentation and whatnot and how if parents want to go cold turkey on a child's medication or their services, they can call up the school and it'll immediately be stopped. Like, you have so much power. And I was like, I raised my hand and I was like, what? Like, and I, I didn't say that. I was like, I don't mean this as a judgment, but like, can I as the teacher just be like, hey, totally up to you. I might not recommend going cold turkey on his meds, though. And my teacher was like, no, you cannot say a thing. It is entirely the parents and family's choice. And that was kind of just like something that blew my mind because I was like, first of all, that's so dangerous to go cold turkey on medication. <laughs> But second of all, I was just like, but these services are here to help your child. Like, why wouldn't you want that? And then they were like, well, culturally, like some people mm. might, I'll like go into this more, but one thing might be that like they have a, a change of mind and they're like, you know what? My culture doesn't support this. I actually don't want them in special education services. Done deal. Parents, families said no. They they changed their mind. It's a done deal. The IEP is, okay, it's a legally binding document, so it's not out the door, but it's like, you know, if the parents don't want any more, it's done. But it's crazy because how would you know that? And so another thing that's like cultural differences 
is I have a student who was referred for special education services last year and paperwork was sent home. And essentially what the paperwork is for like initial testing is on the first page, it's like the school is recommending that your child receives um, testing for special education. And then it's literally like a massive paragraph being like, you have so many rights. Here is a list to where you can find all of your rights. You have so many rights. You it like, it like says like, essentially it's the same thing over and over again. It's like, you have so many rights as a parent. And then on the next page, it'll talk about the types of um, testing that the school recommends. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is the parent or families can say, I want all of these tests done. I, 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 um, approve of it basically i approve of this one i approve of the these three i approve of all of them great or i approve of none of them okay so it's you get to pick and choose what your child is tested for so if you don't want them tested for i don't even know honestly i'm not a special education teacher but let's say for example dyslexia if you're like "Mm, i don't want them tested for that you don't have to put it down which to me is like just crazy because it's like if a teacher is recommending it if professionals are recommending it why wouldn't you do it? But here's the cultural difference is that like some people think that there's, there's like this stigma around special education. Mm -hmm. So people don't want to do that because they think that there's something wrong with their child and that stinks, but it it, like makes sense. Like answers my question. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Cause they have like cultural differences. Um, it's also the non mental health, mental illness, Mm -hmm. disability, disabilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Being different. Are, not normalized as much as like our generation and maybe i don't know 30 and below mm-hmm. as much as we may have talked about and have opened the discussion into like mental health disability and like mental illnesses it's still not normalized the people you know who actually make the laws and who actually like can do something to change like the mental health stigma and all these stigmas those people still think oh if you're complaining so much get over it like or there's it's not even like a there's something wrong it's something's wrong with you that you can fix mm-hmm. without other needs without whatever like oh it's a mindset change or something like whatever the hell that means Bruh. but <laughs> and it's like they cannot tell their b's and d's and they're in seventh grade <laughs> i think they need help <laughs> and that's that's i mean i can't anyway, and it's okay <laughs> but it's just like the thing is a lot of these things are there's still so much stigma across the board yes there's a lot of like immigrants they they gonna be first on the list immigrants are like huh well back in my country and it's like oh welcome welcome here (laughs) and also welcome to a different generation sorry you had a child your child is 30 years younger than you you gotta you gotta understand that like we grew up in a time of great turmoil so like relax but it's just it's not normalized it's not talked about enough even this like like i mentioned at the mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. we don't talk about any of this it's yeah. not like every people who have like ieps are so open about it and it's i'm sure a lot because hey i don't want people to know i'm different and it's just because that difference is seen as like a hindrance especially at our school it was seen as like a yeah. hindrance to what the school was supposed to be doing yeah and while they may not have like explicitly and i don't know if this is the case treated those students or made those students feel like mm, we wish you didn't need these things and i think that has a lot to do with like this person in particular yeah a my parents say i should be allowed to get this testing I'm telling you even after the testing that there's still something wrong and I still need help. And the only way I can get your attention is by 
in turn like sacrificing my academics which then gets you to notice because you're like a good student has all of a sudden not become a good student they're not a good student anymore Uh uh-oh like we got to ring the alarm because maybe they won't go they get the test grade that we want or they won't go to the school that we want them to go to that is the only time that they care is when it hurts or potentially hurts their reputation Mm -hmm. hurts what they see for the class hurts you know who has the highest gpa etc etc and that's the reality it's because to them the only time they will care is if you start to burden what they deem to be like the norm that's awful that's awful that you're on fire and you're screaming for help and they're heads in the cloud basically you could like it also goes back to the bathroom thing remember last week when i was like people were writing on the bathrooms that bathroom stalls that they need help and they were like let's cover this up and it's because it's like a we'll find out and they'll approach they might not even know it's the students that have like the highest gpa or whatever because they don't care as long as you're not getting f's when you used to get a's and they don't see you as a potential face of the class it is what it is kid that's it makes my blood boil and it makes me want to like grind my teeth up anger yeah it's uh it's so it's disgusting it's so disgusting and it's so demoralizing imagine like begging yeah. like you're like hey i actually like i'm telling you i really need help and they're like so you did though get a 93 on your math test last week i'd be like oh <laughs> my bad <laughs> sorry sorry about that i can't be depressed because i got a 93 on my math oh, test my my bad. Well, yeah, and this person said that like they didn't receive guidance counseling; they received counseling based on need. So that could be like academic, yeah, which like, wasn't even. It could. It's probably. It was probably like a whole, like some sort of counseling, but probably counseling that wasn't actually like one hundred percent beneficial. And it probably wasn't done by a school psychologist. It was probably done by a special ed teacher, which I'm not sure if they're qualified to do that. Like I don't know special ed much at all, but. You know what I was show like hmm maybe I'll so yeah I didn't I I didn't know if this should be read mainly because I was like it seems like this is not accurate no this is not accurate um but maybe that's why we should read it (laughs) so maybe we'll read this part next week or something um this has to do with like um training like teacher training and maybe we'll find out more information about like if they actually receive this training or not um and maybe we'll like come back with it next week but i think it's interesting because in light of that response and in light in the, of the conversation of like special ed teachers and like who's qualified in things i think it's interesting because based on the training section i was kind of getting the imp- impression that teachers received a lot of extensive training in certain things that i didn't see come to fruition in school but if maybe i'm wrong all right regardless. we're going to we're going to finish up with our last um yeah. last quick three So one person said they had an English teacher yell out the N-word from a book and disregard students saying they're not okay with them saying it, but they ignored their feelings on the matter. I know exactly what book this is, too. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. So we did read To Kill a Mockingbird. And one thing I will say is this goes back to the respect thing. That's why I read that also is the whole, like, mutual respect thing. If I... If we cannot... say like we don't want if we can Mm -hmm. say we don't want you to say that and a teacher can say no as far as i'm concerned that's not mutual respect especially it doesn't change the meaning of the meaning or the power of the of the book just say 
N word. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Like you do not have to read the whole thing. It and and I I actually this was a conversation I think we had in one of my classes when reading To Kill a Mockingbird was um the importance of the the importance of reading something the exact way it was written and i was like respectfully you don't need to do that (laughs) if students say no like if if they're not comfortable especially since you have so many minority students just you can pass up on a word i promise this is not meaning of it it's not gonna kill you next all right getting suspended and having bad classes with people who didn't want to learn i'm curious to know more about this because why did you get to suspended? And I get the having bad class with people who didn't want to learn because I I think um, I think it goes to who the they care about once again like yeah. who yeah. they put their resources into like which teachers teach which classes like how much effort they put into them knowing what classes they are and um you know some of those times it's like the kids who are like c students they're treated like they are c students and the a students are treated like they're a students because but they don't discriminate guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah we ain't, ain't nobody say that <laughs> they said that we will never agree with that yeah. okay, what's All last, right, one? last one getting in trouble for not letting a male teacher take a photo of me on his personal camera pedophile vibes he wanted a photo of every student I don't know this teacher. Do you? I do not. I read it and I did not know who that was. I'm assuming that means it was very I, recent. No, I think it's older than us. Ah. I'm going to look it up. Maybe. I don't know the names of teachers um, nowadays, but I will say um, I don't believe this is the first time something like this happened at the school. There's been a lot of what I consider like breaches of... I think there's like respectable things to do in school settings. I don't consider that to be one of them. This isn't the first time that a teacher has asked to do something or has suggested or crossed like lines before. There's been many boundaries that have been crossed. Mm -hmm. So it's not surprising. Does it happen probably at every school? Yeah. Did they do anything about it? No. (laughs) Now I'm sure they did absolutely nothing about it to help you. Um, and I'm very sorry for that. All sorry, these stories, heartbreaking. There was some... Let's end on a good note. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to touch on with these ones? I, I agree with what you said. I think everything is just... It's disappointing. It's, it's not what it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. this isn't what your school experience was supposed to be like. In my opinion. At least. No, I would... And definitely I think with what we've heard, <laughs> this is abnormal and... Even if it's not abnormal, it should be like yes i if other schools operate in this way and if people are thinking like it's not that bad i question if that is like i feel like that just means that every school has crossed the line instead of we need to rework the education system instead of just oh the line yeah it just means the line is too skewed away Mm -hmm. from students in the first place yeah i agree that's a good way to put it Okay, positive note to end on, positive I guess. Positive notes, they both essentially said the same thing. I would 1,000% agree with them. This school brought me my best friends that are now my family and some teachers who are still in my life today. I'll forever be grateful for that. And then the other one was having friends that you can trust. Here, I, that I is, wouldn't say there's teachers who, I'm, who are still in my life. Like, I follow them on Instagram and I'm friends with them on Facebook, but I'm not, like, friendly with them. Like, I don't yeah. go hang out with them. But having friends you can trust and friends that are like family absolutely 
Absolutely. I agree. And I think like I overheard a parent say this to another parent of the school and they were like something about these kids like they all just have such good characters and they know how to be good people and good friends and that's why we like hate the school like we don't like the school but we're grateful for that kind of thing. I mean I think I don't it's a think, generalization. I really but... don't think it has anything to the school did not teach us character in large part. I think we went through a lot together. And that's kind of... Yes, but, like, that's, like, trauma bonding. Yes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're, I'm like, no, Haley, that's character development. You're like, actually, Meredith, that's trauma bonding. Like, I think we trauma bonded together. And yeah. Like, that's a good... Yeah. I'm glad we had each other, but also, like, we shouldn't have been put in certain situations yeah. where we needed to grow at the age of 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There were some things that we could have done without, and we could have learned at, like, appropriate ages, but, like, that's okay. (laughs) But but we digress. We can't go back and change the clock. (laughs) It's fine. All right. So to end this, to kind of wrap it up, Haley's going to read a law that she found that kind of answers some of our questions about what students are entitled to um, when they think they need services of any kind. Yes, especially with, like, educational needs yeah Haley, why don't you take it away and then we'll kind of talk about what was missing yeah it just this is we're saying this part because after everything when i was going to edit i was like hmm i feel like we could have added a little bit more open the discussion a little further so let's do that okay i found this i'm gonna cite my sources the legal informative institute i think it's at cornell i think they just provide access to a lot of the laws that the federal laws so it's part four determination of eligibility and educational need that's the title this is a quote okay upon completion of the administration of assessments and other evaluation measures a the determination of whether the child is a child with disability as defined in section 14013 of this title and educational needs of the child shall be made by a team of qualified professionals and the parent of the child in accordance with paragraph five, whatever. That was the whole quote. Okay. So uh, the only reason I, I'll explain why I read it. I thought in the conversation about like the student who at the beginning of this episode, who was talking about how they wanted their parent and their parents and they thought that they needed more like support from the school and that they wanted help and like, some of their just education in general. Now, listen, through this, I realized that education and person are very separate. So it's very much like, do you need help because your grades are suffering versus do you need help? Not necessarily because your grades are slipping, but do you need help to still be a productive member of a school outside of your grades? Or maybe, you know, it maybe could potentially affect your grades later on, but right now is not doing so. There are two different things, and the laws seem to really mm-hmm. appreciate more that, well, they tend to underscore, like, oh, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like, we could give you help, but you don't need it because everything is based, at, this school is probably even worse because everything really is grades-oriented. So I'm sure even even if there was, like, you could help, but you don't, you're not required to. It's like, oh, well, they have an A. <laughs> we don't care. I wonder um, how yeah. they got to that conclusion. What conclusion? That basically the law states that educationally, if they're, mm. or academically, if they're doing fine, they don't need, they don't legally need services. Like, so outside of I don't know if the general. law suggests, that the law states that, but it's more that they you go through, a ser- obviously, a series of tests. Mm-hmm. 
And then a number of, like, professionals decide, basically, if those tests should warrant that you need educational help. But the thing is, if part of those tests, if you do well on those tests in areas that, basically what I'm trying to say is, if the if you go into it being like, we are testing for if this child needs educational support, then if the numbers don't line up with that, it doesn't mean they don't need other support. Right, right. It just means that educationally, right. they don't need a boost. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't un- that doesn't address the underlying issue, which is the fact that they it could in the future, or you still have a responsibility. They're still a child. And while in your care or while they're going to school, you don't feel like you have a responsibility to at least provide them with some resource. It doesn't need to be educational help, but if all schools don't have counselors, then it's, it's, it's just a fine line. It seemed like this student needed some sort of support, but the only way to get some sort of support from this school was to go about it this way. Because right. we don't have counselors, like we've talked about. And even if you did want... Like, you know, it's not equitable to ask someone to get a therapist. No. Like, that's unreasonable. So, at the end of the day, what are the options if if educational support is potentially the only way to get other forms of support that you might need, like a therapist or a counselor? Mm-hmm. And if that's the only line to get there, I don't know. I feel I'm not saying the law is bad. I'm hey, can we write a new one? Can we have another one? I think counselors should be mandated in public schools or publicly funded schools, especially because especially if you have kids from all different backgrounds coming together. Private schools, hey, you can't mandate things. Yeah. I get it. It is what it is. But I think they should have counselors but i'm just saying public schools there's just so many different types of kids for you to suggest in any way shape or form that like oh you know you can talk to a teacher but no no, they wouldn't even let us do that they frowned upon the relationships you're right and we talked about this in the episode but figure something something needs to be figured out because after hearing that story it felt it felt like a lot of things failed and i think one of the major parts of that is that when you're in school, I understand the focus is on education, but they're young. Like, we grew up in school. And the argument for that is how can you expect them to perform well if they can't even get in the headspace to perform well? So when you think of, like, anxiety, for example, if they cannot, if they don't have the tools to regulate themselves, we'll say, mm-hmm. they cannot learn to their best or to their yeah. highest extent. So yeah, that's and it the also- other argument for it yeah like behavior wise i I see i feel like a lot of kids at school they were viewed oh like oh you have you know you're a kid who acts out a lot and i'm like we don't know if we had a counselor potentially Mm -hmm. that behavior you don't know what lies behind it because you don't ask and no there's no one there to address it and so it's just it's just like well the grades have always been a c so like if they stay a c then we can't anticipate that anything in their life has gone wrong because they've always been a c student and it's like that's not the way i feel like we should be thinking and no matter how many tests there's always a baseline right there's always a baseline that you have to go off of for every test and it's like what is normal to you might not be normal to them Mm -hmm. what is who deems normal if a parent says i think my kid should be tested and then you come out and you're like they seem fine and the parent's like but they're not then what 
And it's like, okay, so that's just the end of the conversation? Well, then it moves to psychological path. Once you filter out cognitive, then it goes to psychological. But that's where our school didn't step in because there was no psychological help. I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like it's so sad. Yeah. System is very broken. Very, yeah. very broken. Let's undo that. Okay, that's all I wanted <laughs> to say to end this episode. Okay. Um, so, yeah. To those who celebrate, happy holidays. And oh, yes. we'll catch you guys next week. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.